Larry Bird's not walking through that door. We're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. It's my team. It's my quarterback. A kick. It is. Good. 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 To be the man, you gotta beat the man. The 2 1. Swag lane drive left field. One run is in. Here's Kevin Green. This is the Powers on Sports Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Powers on Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Powers, here in Tampa, Florida. Boy, do we have a lot of stuff to talk about this episode. World Series action, college football, clock management issues, the NFL, lots and lots of stuff to discuss. And we want to welcome our guest back again another visit another appearance by my man michael banks from birmingham michael we're going to talk about his alabama crimson tide his atlanta falcons his atlanta braves so welcome back to the podcast mike thank you not my atlanta falcons my detroit lions yes those atlanta falcons that's true how's it yeah we're uh we're hunkering down uh it's about t minus two hours zeta's coming till zeta yeah Yes, the, so, the, the rain, the massive wind bands, and all that lots, good lots stuff. Lots of rain and lots of rain and wind. Hopefully, the man cave will uh, will not be afloat tomorrow. <laughs> in the in the heart of Hoover. the items, yeah. Yes, the, the memorabilia. Michael lots has of, Michael has a a uh, man cave downstairs, just full of memorabilia from <laughs> Alabama, from the Gulf South, from the NFL, all over. <laughs> lots of Gulf South equipment. Yeah. <laughs> Michael used to be the uh, one of the SIDs in the Gulf South Conference many moons ago. You're looking very uh, you're looking very wintry with your beard. You got your beard going there, and you're yeah, ready we're for uh, winter. We're, well, no, we're we're uh, we're about a week out, a uh, week past due of a haircut. So I got you. We'll be getting it. We'll be getting this trimmed up uh, either tomorrow or Friday. Now you're going to see Jamie. Are you going to see uh, Patrick at Great Clips? Going to see Patrick. <laughs> every, every, I don't, nobody else cuts my hair. Shout out to Patrick at Great Clips. I'll tell him. I'll tell him I gave him a shout out on the podcast. On the there you go. Patrick cut my hair a couple times back in the Birmingham days. Yes, he got my Very hair good. a couple times. Good Nobody dude, touches yeah. what little I have left except for him. Is Jamie still in the building? That I don't know. Dead? You know they're they're in a new building. You know he they they're down at Trace Crossings and they've they closed the one up uh, on um, South Shades Crest. So I got you. So yeah. All right. All right. All right, folks, if you want to catch us on the podcast, obviously you're, you're listening to us now, but you can catch us on, on Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, so tell your friends, share it, all that good stuff. Like I said, we're going to give you some good information. We're going to talk. Let's get to the World Series. It has just concluded a dramatic finish. The Los Angeles Dodgers have finally broken the curse of Kirk Gibson, 1988. The, mem- the memorable She Is God by old Vince Scully. I don't believe what I just saw. Yes. Jack Buck on the radio with the I don't believe what I just saw. Hunkering with a one-legged Gibson running around the bases in 88. Getting uh, 
getting a, a Wahoo McDaniel chop at third base by Joey Amalfitano, <laughs> the third base coach, as Lasorda's waddling out to home plate for another <laughs> for another plate of pasta at post game. Most most young people won't realize that was a game one too. That was not a game four yeah. seven. It was a game one, but it it definitely propelled was, the Dodgers. And that was Gibson's only appearance in the series. Yep. Those of you that remember, Kurt Gibson was the MVP of the of the league that year. He hurt his leg in the NLCS. He uh, didn't play. At, I mean, he played, nobody thought he was going to play in, the, in, the, in game one. He didn't start, obviously. Lasorda with two outs in the ninth inning. Eckersley in the game back in the day. Eckersley was the absolute automatic. He was yes. pre-Mariano pre Rivera. Rivera yes. back in the day. And uh, mowed him down. He walked Mike Shelby with, I think, one out in the ninth inning. And Gibson comes hobbling to the plate. Looks like a looks like a bozo at the plate. His first two pitches, fouling yeah. them off, barely gets a piece of it, and all of a sudden somehow he gets the three and two. And Eckersley throws a backdoor slider that Gibson claims he knew was coming from a previous conversation that he had with a scout back in the earlier in the season. Yeah. That if, that if Eckersley ever got the three and two, he's throwing the slider and he and he launched one one handed into the right field seats in Chavez Ravine for a game yeah. one stunner. So, uh, all for right, so the, his, yeah, go his ahead. Second, his second title in four years, his first in 84 with the, yes. with the bless you it, boys. And it's back in Motown. Michael. Yes. Michael's a big Detroit guy. So obviously Gibson played for the, for the Tigers back in the day. Yeah. So, uh, before he went to LA now, he, he was a free agent, right? Yep. Yep. Back yep. in the, yep. The, the one that got away from Detroit after they won the 84 title. Yeah. That was the bless you boys. Uh, year '84. Uh, Whitaker, Trammell. Whitaker, Trammell. Uh, Willie Hernandez is the closer. Willie Hernandez. Yep. Uh, Jack Jack Morris was a starting pitcher. Uh, was the Dar ace was, of the staff. What Daryl Evans at first base? Was it Daryl Evans? Evans? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was only I was only like five years old when that when that happened, but uh, heard heard my dad talk about it oh, a yeah. lot and and growing up. Uh, not in Detroit, but as a Tigers fan, um, which obviously I was five at that time. And ever since I've really been old enough, I've seen nothing but heartbreak. <laughs> they got, if I recall, they got off like to a 30 and four start that year. Or yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah. They, they were, were they were like, basically the division was over at the end of April. Yep. Yeah. They were there. They, it was a foregone conclusion. They were going uh, to get in the play in the ALCS, which at that time, uh, for those, for, and again, the younger people, that was when it was you, when it was, two, it was two divisions, you win your division, you're in the ACL, a, a, ALCS. There was no division round or wild card round. It was right. the winner of the East meets the winner of the West. Best of seven goes to the world series. Best of seven. And it goes to the world series. And they played the Padres and Tony Gwynn in that, uh, in that 80. Tony Gwynn was in his, I think, second year in the league, maybe a, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yep. So those were the times. days. Yep. I, yep. I, I remember uh, 84 and, and obviously 88 with Gibson. Um, yep. All right. LA Dodgers, their path to the world series. They beat the, they beat the Brewers in a little two out of three year. They sweep the uh, Padres. A lot of people thought the Padres would give them some problems. Yep. Very surprising. But, yep. But the Dodgers got through there and then you got to the year Atlanta Braves. They, uh, <laughs> After the division series, that's when the, the 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 we moved to Houston, Texas for the bubble. 
scenario. So they played the Braves in Arlington. And the Bravos got out to a 3-1 lead in the series. I loved it. I had a bet on the Braves to win the series plus 190. So I was loving life. Because <laughs> everybody thought the Dodgers pitching and the hitting. And I, I you know. But the Braves came out, played really well. Uh, I think they lost, what, game one? L.A. won game one? No. So the Braves won first two. Oh, that's right. Right, right, right. Riley hit the uh, home run in the ninth, tied at that's one right. in, in that's game right. one. That's right. Game two was pretty much a runaway. Uh, game three is where I, I believe that this the series was um, – I know it's hard to say after, a, after you had a 3-1 lead, but that's where I believe that the series was lost. Um, I'm a huge Brian Snicker fan. Um, big Braves fan my whole life, uh, but I will say I believe that Snicker blew that series for the Braves, and it started in game two. Uh, it was 2 nothing. Bellinger had just – I believe it was Bellinger. Bellinger or Seager. Uh, it, it, might, it had to have been Bellinger because there was two outs. Uh, had that double in the first inning, that awful first inning for the Braves, the 11-run one. Oh, right, right. And, and if he cha- – and Bellinger came off the bag. If he challenges – that call right there, Kyle Wright gets out of the inning down 2 nothing. That whole game is a completely different game. He doesn't challenge. The wheels fall off. They lose, you know, they lose 15-3, to three, whatever right. it was. Right. Yes, they came back in game four. Um, Bryce Wilson was fantastic. Right, right. Uh, you know, they go up 3-1. Game five, they've got A.J. Minter in, looking great in the first three innings. Will Smith, who had – Looked great in the first two series, but was not just did not have it that whole series against the Dodgers. Comes in, gives up the home run uh, to Bellinger. Go to go to game six. And you also real quick, you also had the didn't you have Ozuna's base running error when he got when he got the uh, yes he that, well that, that was he game was off six. third. No 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 no. Game five was when Ozuna came off the yeah, bag yeah, yeah, early. You're right. You're right. You're right. He came off the bag early. I'm looking. Oh, that's when Betts made that tremendous catch. Yeah. The one. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Game five. Uh, which you know that's not the coach's fault. That's that's that's, just, that's, that's just, Ozuna. That's, that's a, Ozuna. and that's Ozuna that doesn't that doesn't run the bases well. He's a he's right. a DH. That's what right. they, pretty much what he does. And uh, game six, you know, you're right in there. Free gives you a heck of a game. You just didn't have enough. And then game seven, two crucial mistakes, I believe, by the. By, or three, actually, by, by the coaching staff. One, the base running blunder that everybody's still talking about with Dansby Swanson. That's not you, that's on that's on Dansby Swanson, though. It's on Dansby Swanson, but but and I agree with that. But if the if the manager the manager tells the player right. <laughs> we're not going on contact and he goes on contact, that's a different story. But you, but it doesn't matter though. The manager's always going to take the fall when it comes to something like that. I disagree with that one. I think Swanson, because in that scenario, if you remember, Turner's about 20 feet off the third base because they're shifting. Yeah. Even if the ball gets hit to Turner, you have to as Swanson to make sure the ball either gets through because it's getting hit. You cannot go just on the crack of the bat right there. I agree. And that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that's the manager's call, though, to say we're not going on contact or we are going on contact. Right. Either way, that same play when Riley then gets in the rundown or gets tries to doesn't get the rundown, the, it doesn't get to third base. He doesn't get to third, but he does not get tagged. The tag misses him. They call him out. Whether or not they would have overturned it is one thing, but you've got to challenge that. You can't carry these challenges into the offseason and carry them on to next year. Right. It, it, it's the fourth inning. You could have had a huge inning. 
you've got to challenge that play. And then the other part was bringing Mentor in on short rest after he had just thrown a career high in pitches on Friday, bringing him in on Sunday. He gives up right. the game time. That It just was one thing after the other. It was bad decision after bad decision. And, I mean, I, I – they- I, I, I think the series was lost when they didn't score in that fourth inning. That was oh, yeah, such that was a demor- that was such a demoralizing because they could have that game could have been five to one, five to nothing. Oh five yeah, it was to over. One. It was over with right then. If if yep. he doesn't go on contact, game's over. And the next I, guy, as soon and the as next guy drives one in. Yep. Yep. As soon as that happened, I looked at my wife. I said, "That's it. Game's over." I and I mean, of course, I watched the rest of it. Up well, as soon as Riley hit the ball in the ninth. I didn't even wait for it to get caught. I knew it was over then, but uh, I still watched the rest of the game, but I knew that was it. It was, it reminded me of game four um, or game three or game four, 96 world series against the Yankees when they don't get Layritz uh, or I'm sorry. There was, there was a play before they don't do, I can't remember what it was. They don't do something. And then that ends up. Mike, it was only 24 years ago. Come on, man. (laughs) But when you have a when you have a two nothing lead, you're right in New York right. against the Yankees. You got to win. And you're series. going home with with Smoltz, Maddox, Glavin, all Kent Marker and all them guys, whatever. Yeah. And you got the best closer in baseball at the time. This is before Mariano. Mariano was still a setup guy. Wetland was the closer of that year. Big Mark it's, Wallers. It's hard to forget those things. That's a Braves yeah. fan. It's hard it. to forget those things. Ninety one, the base running mistake by Lonnie Smith. And you got to remember, and you got to remember, freaking in games was the game seven where Betts robbed Freeman of the home run in like the second or yep. third inning. I mean, yep. so game Betts, seven. Betts was unbelievable defensively. Um, you know, some timely hits, and obviously Bellinger, Bellinger killed him with some home runs. They take in that series. They, we talk about you know one of the newest stats is WAR, wins above replacement, and it takes into the defensive, uh, takes into account the defensive plays, and Mookie Betts' WAR. In that series, he wasn't great at the plate. He was good enough, but his defense was what – because those two plays, like yeah. you said, robbing Freeman of the home run, the Azuna oh, yeah. play in, in game five, we're gonna are, get, that could be the difference. We're going to get to you and your analytics here with this war crap <laughs> here just a little – just a second. So don't I'm, you worry. I'm not a huge, not a huge war guy. I'm, yeah. I'm more of an old-school baseball guy, but that is the kind of things that war takes into account. Well, it bets yeah, was, yeah, bets was yeah, incredible. Yeah. War this. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I, for those I'm not you- an analytic. I'm not an analytics guy. I really am not. I do believe I do like the, uh, batted at batting average of balls in play for fantasy okay. purposes. Okay. Please, that, please, please stop. for fantasy please, purposes. Please, it's good. Please stop. Please stop. Hey, okay, for, for those of you not, not seeing the video, I'm giving the double stone coach, Steve Austin to, <laughs> to, to banks. <laughs> with, all the, with all the analytics talk. Hey, all right. Fantasy- so let- Fan- right, it wins fantasy baseball championships. That's oh all I can God. tell you. Okay, yeah, okay. It's the, it's the video that gets results. Okay, let's get to the let's get to, to my Rays. Obviously, we have, I've got some hometown uh, home cooking here with the Rays. The Rays get through the get through the uh, the, the, the Yankees with the Bruso Brasso Bruso Homer off of Chapman. They get through the Astros, blowing the three zero lead, winning Game Seven. They're in the Dodgers series. They get beat soundly Game One. They come back and win Game Two. They're they're back. It's a back and forth series, and obviously you get to Sunday night, the dramatic game four. I know you weren't, you didn't see the game, so I'm going to give you. The, I'm going to give the, the the crowd, if you remember, folks, game four, the dramatic from the fifth inning on, 
every half inning for eight straight half innings, World Series record, a team scored for eight straight half innings, which is incredible. The game was unbelievable. The drama from the fifth inning on was just palpitating, was thick as can be. Smoltz called it the the greatest non-elimination World Series game ever when there wasn't a team that was going to get a lip could get eliminated. The Rays get to the bottom of the ninth, down down a run. They've run out of position players. Jansen's in the game to close. They're out of position. They've got one guy left on the bench, Brett Phillips, who's kind of their designated uh, pinch runner, hitting 150 on the year, hasn't had a hit since the end of September. A Rosa Reina is up up before Phillips, knowing the Dodgers know that the Rays have no other hitters. They walk a Rosa Reina to put men on first and second with two outs in the ninth. So Jansen doesn't have to face a Rosa Reina. Here comes Brett Phillips, basically the the um, again, I'm just you pick your 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 wayward journeyman who you've never heard of, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah. The how about this? The Francisco Cabrera. Worse than that. But yes, <laughs> but close. Still, uh, but yes, that, very yeah. close. Yes, that's a good analogy. Francisco, back in the 90, uh, 92 uh, NLCS for the Bravos yep. over the Pirates. Phillips hits a bleeder, a blooper into center field. Kiermaier is going to score to tie the game. Okay. Here, all of a sudden, Chris Taylor boots the ball in center field. Thinking he's going to throw out Kiermaier at home, which he has no chance. He boots the ball 15 feet to his left. A Rosa Reina from first base is running the whole time. Here comes Taylor to throw it home. Throws it to Muncie on the relay. relay Muncie intercepts the relay. Throws to Will Smith at home. If Will Smith catches the ball, a Rosa Reina is out by 30 feet. A Rosa Reina, while he rounds third base, loses his balance and does a somersault in between third and home. As Will Smith is dropping the ball, the ball goes through the umpire's legs at home plate. By the way, if it's another six inches to the left, it doesn't go through his legs. It hits, it hits his shin pad and comes right back to him, and Will Smith can pick up the ball and tag a Rosarena. Ball goes through the umpire's legs. A Rosarena caught in between third and home, gets up and scores. The Rays win 8-7 in game four. I mean, just an unbelievable finish. You have to. I know you're still pissed about your Braves, but in another I'll week. Take a look oh, at, I'll take a yes. look at it in spring training. How about you know, that? No, you got <laughs> you, you to YouTube that ninth inning, man. We, it's unbelievable. We got bigger issues right now in fantasy football to get. We're, we got bigger issues. I got you. Okay. So game. <laughs> all right. So game five, the Dodgers give Dodgers full credit. All the momentum was with the Rays. Kershaw comes back and throws a good game. They did have Kershaw on the ropes and let him off the hook. The Dodgers get through a game five, game six, Mike. So I hear, I, I, again, I, I, I watch no, none of the World Series. Sick as a dog, couldn't handle it. But I've, I, I had a friend tell me today, Kevin Cash made some kind of mistake in, in the sixth inning. And I, as a former Blake Snell owner who drafted Blake Snell in our Dynasty League, he pulled Blake Snell with two hits allowed in the sixth. So the what so, the heck happened there? So, so we have got we have Gonsolin versus Blake Snell game six. Second batter of the game, a Rosarena goes boneyard opposite field, one nothing race, second batter of the game. And on a gambling side note, 
I'm this close. I swear to God on my mother and father before the game, there was a prop bet. A Rosa Reina to hit the first home run in the game at 12 to one odds. I was that close to putting 50 bucks on a Rosa Reina to hit the first home run. And I don't do it and cost me 600 bucks. When a Rosa Reina goes yard in the first inning. Always go with your gut. I know, bro. And I'm, yeah, you know me. I like to, I like to play a shekel here and here and again. Occasionally. Al Michaels style. <laughs> so the game's one, nothing. The Rays have a couple chances early in the game. In the top of the second, Gonsolin's out. The Rays got two men on. A Rosarena can't put the second run across. So it's one nothing. Snell is pitching the best game I've ever seen him pitch. Nine strikeouts through five and a third. Nine strikeouts. Jeez. He struck out Betts, Seeger, and Turner six times. Both at bats. Six times. Six, six of the nine strikeouts. One hit through five and a third. Austin Barnes comes up with a with just a basic hit up the middle, one out in the sixth inning, still one nothing. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, <laughs> one step out of the dugout, you see, you see uh, Cash pointing to the bullpen, full sprint, full sprint, not even <laughs> not even a walk out to the mound and say, hey Blake, how you doing? Hey I heard Mike, this. hey Mike Zanino, how's he looking? <laughs> not even a hey, talk about it. One step out of the dugout, he is left left finger pointing to the dugout. I mean, to the bullpen. He takes out Blake Snell, seventy three pitches, nine oh. strikeouts, electric stuff. Not not getting hit all over the place, and luckily, good defense. Two hits, and barely even making contact. <laughs> Here comes Nick Anderson to face Mookie Betts, and in the post game, Cash says. We didn't want Snell facing Mookie Betts a third time. Two facts. <laughs> Guess what Mookie Betts is hitting against left-handers? He has had the worst year against left-handed. 210. 210. What's he hitting against right-handers? 390, I think. 340. 340. 350. Close whatever. enough. Yes. Yeah. I have Mookie Betts. I understand this. <laughs> yes. This, this, I mean, okay. On I, I, a strictly I, 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 analytics decision – a ridiculous. This guy's a former catcher. This guy understands when a guy has great stuff. He understands. I mean, he should understand. I mean, unfreaking believable. So let me let me just say this. No way in me saying that Mookie Betts had a high war would I have ever made that decision. I am a big believer in what the pitcher feels like at that time. If the pitcher is rolling, rolling, don't take him out. The worst that can happen, the worst that can happen is it's 2-1, the worst. So you are down a run. But the best that can happen is he strikes out Mookie Betts for a third time. Get Seager, the, get Seager who's also left-handed, lefty on lefty. Who he struck out twice already. It, they weren't I hitting, agree. They weren't hitting a home run off of Blake Snell yesterday, no, bro. No, I'm no. I'm telling you. Electric. Not with nine strikeouts. Not His with nine stuff strikeouts. was electric, bro. It was – I mean, I've never seen the guy pitch that well. 73 pitches, efficient. He had at least 25 more pitches nope. than a minimum. No high leverage situation. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. No. 
A pitcher, a pitcher with 73 pitches but has left the bases loaded every inning, that's different. a different story. I agree. A guy with two hits. I, I, I agree with you, man. I mean, when my buddy told me or my, uh, my work, uh, associate told me that today at work, I was like, what? I was so, like, So Nick Anderson, Nick Anderson, another analytics decision. Nick Anderson's now in the game who's given up a run in six straight appearances going into last night. Make it seven. For second pitch in the Mookie Betted bat, rope down the line, double. Second and third, one nobody out. One out, excuse me, second and third. Two pitches later to Seeger. Wild pitch. Austin Barnes scores 1-1. One, one. Three pitches later, Seeger hits a ground ball to my man Choi at first base. Tries to throw Mookie Betts out at home. Guess what happened? Safe, wow. safe, safe. No, beats it easily, easily beats it. Instead of taking yeah. the out at first, okay, easily beats it. 2-1, ball game over. The Rays were, weren't going to score again. Full credit to the Dodgers. They had, you know, good Gratterall comes in. Urias comes in in the seventh inning, pitches the last two and a third, closes the door, lights out Rays, game over. Dodgers win the World Series 1988. Incredible. Well, for those of you that can't see the video right now, there was uh, hands in the air and uh, and a lean back in the chair, just like at Buffalo Wild Wings. And I can imagine if I, I can hear you after so many visits with you at, at uh, Wild Wings and the Mecca and all these places, when Kevin Cash is running out, you're going, what are we doing? I mean, dude, dude, the Twitter outbreak was off, was blowing up nationwide. It's oh, not like gosh. there was... It's not like 50% of the people thought he did the right thing. Not a soul in the world thought he did the right thing last night. Smoltz is killing him. Buck is killing him. People on Twitter are killing him. Harold Reynolds is killing him. Amsinger, everybody who can kill him is killing him. And who do you have going in game seven? Morton? Yes. Oh, God. Against who? Mueller, uh, which would have been a Mueller, great matchup, yeah. but still – but still, you'll, take Morton, Charlie, you'll take Charlie Morton in a, in a must-win game. Every day. Yeah. I mean, what has he got, like a .38 ERA? And again, <laughs> was Blake Snell going to throw a complete game one hitter? No. no. But he was going to get you seven innings last night to where he only had to get six outs. With 73 pitches, he might get you eight. Well, I'm just saying, he's going yeah. to get you the seven innings. Is electric as this. And they had no chance, the Dodgers. I, I mean, none and I heard uh, my, my friend also told me that he was not very happy about the decision as well. I mean, oh, oh, every time they got a hit, when Betts got the hit and when the wild pitch, the Fox cameras went straight to, to Blake. He's, he is dog cussing to his teammate next to him. Even with the mask on, he's saying something to the guy next to him, whoever his buddy, I, I didn't see who it was. But you know he's saying, what the F, what the fuck are you doing, Kevin Cash? <laughs> wow. And dude, Kevin Cash has his head down after the hit, and he just and he just kind of drops his head after the wild pitch. Dude, he knows he's gonna get killed. Knows it's coming. Oh yeah, because nobody, like you said, like I said, the worst happens. Yeah, Betts hits a home run, which, like you said, it's not happening. But worst that happens, he hits a home run. Or he gets nobody a hit. two on two on one out. I could live with it then. Nobody's questioning him though if he leaves Blake Snell in nobody. at that point. Nobody. Everybody, nobody's going to say, why would you take this? Why wouldn't you take him out after one? Nobody. So that's what, like, like you said, it just doesn't make sense. The, the, the upside to leaving him in 
and not no, getting questioned about it. It was I a mean, pure. It was a pure analytics. That's why but, ana- you cannot live on analytics. No, 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 no. Well, and I mean, even if you just look at stats, like you said, I after watching Mookie in the in the NLCS and then bringing up the splits. The Braves were pitch wanted actually wanted to bring a left-hander in against him because he had been so bad against lefties this year, Crazy. which is odd. I know that doesn't make sense because a righty versus a lefty, lefty versus right. a righty. But if a guy is hitting two ten and a, against one side and three forty against the other, I don't yeah. need analytics to tell me who I want to who I want him to face. And he's an MVP kind of player. He's not like it's a number seven I, hitter i mean this no guy's yeah. an mvp player he's he's the freaking leadoff hitter that's making 390 million right <laughs> all right so i mean uh, this is this is again not over oh. overplaying this one of the five worst pitching decisions in world series history no doubt about it i mean it was bad that's uh grady little taking out yes, pedro it was yep. it, that's it was worse than that worse yep. than that because as good as he was pitching Yep. Kevin Cash, I, it will be interesting to see how Kevin Cash, if he can regain that clubhouse trust, because those guys were pissed. Those guys in that dugout, oh, yeah. Kier, Kier, the veterans, Kiermaier, uh, Yandy Diaz, Snell, it would not shock me if Snell is out, if Snell behind the scenes tried to get himself out of Tampa this offseason, because I don't, I don't know how you come back from that if you're Kevin Cash, how you, how you keep the trust of that dugout after what you did last night, because that was Again, you cost your team a seventh game. Yeah, like you said, there's no chance, there's no guarantee you go to game seven and you win it. But you, but every every manager, every player, well, every manager for and coach, the whole point is to put your players in the best position to win the game. Yep. Period. Bottom line. And if you take if you're taking that position away from them and you're and you're putting them in a position that, that that is worse than what they were. Especially in, a, right. world, in a World Series elimination <laughs> yeah, game. game. Six. <laughs> I mean, with an elimination game. I mean, if this is the, middle, if this is the middle of June, nobody says anything. They're pissed, but nobody says anything. Right, because what, they're what like, what well, we got to keep him fresh for the playoffs, right. blah, blah, right. blah. You got What are you holding, him on, holding on to right. for? In fact, they did all that through September after he right. came back from his injury. They pitched him. Two innings here, three innings here. He he never even yep. got to five innings. That's why I was like, I got to get rid of this guy in fantasy because yep. he wasn't going to help me out in anything. Right. But this is game six of the World Series. I I know one thing. If it's me, I'm going down swinging with, with Blake Snell. Like I said, even if he gives up the home run, I'm going down swinging with Blake Snell over Nick Anderson every day of the week. I mean, same thing with Same thing with the Braves. If 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 Snicker had left Freed in too long in one of those games, which he didn't, but if he left him in too long, Freed gets hit. Hey, I'm going down with my ace. Right. I mean, it's just, and I know, and I know, I know that's how the Rays have lived is by the bullpen all year, and I get it. But at some point, you as a former catcher have to have some game awareness to know this guy is better than anybody that I can bring in out of the bullpen. That was the thing. He wasn't labor. He wasn't laboring. No three ball counts. I mean, he was just, it was boom, 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 out, get him out, hit. I mean, there was no laboring, no leverage situation. I don't know where this whole third time through the lineup thing started or when it started. I know it's a huge thing now. It's analytics, analytics. But it, it, I mean, I get it, but I just remember back in the day in the playoffs, your starters went six to eight innings every game. or, Or until they showed that they were done. Right. One of the, I mean, you know, 
when the Braves had Maddox, Glavin, and Smoltz, Bobby if Cox Bobby would Co- out- If Bobby Cox would have tried to come out and take John Smoltz out of that game last night, he would have turned dude, him around. He, he, or if Jack Morris back in your day with the Tigers, oh, yeah. remember oh, the yeah. dude. Remember at the World Series, Smoltz and Jack Morris went ten innings. Jack Each. Morris pitched. Jack Morris pitched ten inning complete game in the World Series. Jack Morris pitched a ten inning complete game shutout. One nothing. John, one nothing. John Smoltz pitched a ten inning ten inning complete game loss, allowing one run. His ERA was less than one <laughs> with the complete game because his ERA because he pitched ten innings. I mean, yeah, no, incredible it, man. It's, incredible. It is. It's crazy nowadays how everything's changed. But but congrats I hate it for the, you, man. No, because like I, like I said, no. No, as I mean, as a fellow, as a Braves fan, yeah, I, I, I feel your pain, and I didn't want. I'm not a big Dodgers fan. I really don't like them. I don't like how they've just kind of bought everything that they have. Uh, I, granted, they have they have drafted a lot of guys, Bellinger, Seager. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they they do draft well, uh, but but they. Uh, I, I'm just I'm not a big fan of them. I'm not a big fan of their personalities. And the uh, last last thing on so. the World Series, we got to move on. Justin Turner test positive for COVID in the middle of the yeah, game yesterday. I did hear he, about this. He gets taken out in the seventh inning. Nobody knew what was what was going on. He mysteriously got pinch hit for in the seventh inning. All of a sudden, we realize after the game he's got COVID. He's out celebrating in the post game on the no field. Mask. No mask, no nothing, <laughs> no no MLB security saying if you walk out there, I'm going to arrest you. Kind of thing. They just let him go back out there with COVID. I mean, tested positive. I mean, I'd, I'd, it'd be interesting to see what MLB is going to do to him. They, he well, should be he should be suspended some game. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to suspend him the whole year, but he ought to be suspended ten games next year for that because he, he's well, negligent and put a lot of people at risk. I, I I'm I'm complete agreement with you on that. It is going to be interesting <clears throat> how MLB handles it because if you remember, they are not on the best of terms with Manfred right now because of his comments about the trophy and the Astros. Right. right. And they and they don't feel that the Astros really got the punishment they deserved. True. And so if they come down on on the Dodgers, there's going to be a lot of people saying, well, now I think it's a completely different situation. You're talking about people's lives as opposed to a World right. Series that that somebody people think that, you know, was cheated, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. I agree with you. I think he needs to be suspended. I saw that uh my notification when I woke up this morning, I saw it, you know, I'm clearing them all off, but I see Turner comes back out to celebrate after testing positive. And so I read that one and I was like, <laughs> what the crap is this I mean, guy doing smiling? Like nothing's happening. And oh, then yeah. find out he, I mean, at least have a mask on. Nothing, nothing, but you know, follow nothing. the lead of the, follow the leaders, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you, we should, we, we should have this investigation wrapped up by about middle of April. Yeah, <laughs> the way Manfred operates in the, in yeah. the MLB office. We'll get around. He'll he'll be uh, he'll be finishing up by the time I watch this game. Four you're telling me about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's get to some college football. You're listening to the Powers on Sports podcast. I'm Jason Michael up in Birmingham. Let's get to our college football action. The Big Ten is back. The uh, first week of was last week. You had Michigan playing impressive. Nice job. Nice win at Minnesota. Looks like they found a quarterback at Michigan. I really liked what I saw a good bit of that game. That quarterback's pretty good, it looks like, at Michigan. Yeah. Nice win up there. You got Ohio State, Nebraska. Interesting note there. 
Mr. Co- Mr. Uh, Ryan Day scores late in the game against uh, Nebraska to make it like 52 to 17 <laughs> and with like 10, 12 seconds left in the game and tells Scott Frost after the game, my backup quarterback, that we didn't, we didn't have the right personnel in to take a knee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your thoughts. Uh, so I'm reading that on the bottom line. Cause I've been, I've been busy all day up until watching Bama play at two 30 and I'm reading Frost or uh, day apologizes to frost for running up score says they didn't have the right personnel in to take a knee. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, do you have to have a certain personnel in to kneel the ball? I mean, I know that you have to be in a V formation with, no, a, you don't, a, you don't no, have just, to be, no, I'm just saying to be in the victory formation, right. you have to have the guy deep, but you could still just snap the ball. If the guy knows how to snap the ball from center, which if he's a backup quarterback, I don't care if he's a backup quarterback at uh, Wesleyan University. If he's a backup quarterback, that means he's in college football. Right. He has played football long enough to know, oh, I take the snap, I drop to my knee, game hey, over. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 running back behind me. Hey, move over here and stop. Don't move anymore. <laughs> hey, other running back, move over here and don't wow. move. Hey, center, snap me the ball, and I'm going to kneel down. <laughs> so my question to you is, when he says he was going to call Scott Frost to apologize, I haven't heard anything else. Yeah. Does I'd Scott like Frost see, can answer I see this that, phone? Can, can I see that cell phone bill, please? I want to see the call. And if there, it was, if there was a call, does Scott Frost answer that phone? I, I don't think he does. Of course he does not. Well, <laughs> shit. I don't know what their beef is. I mean, I don't know what I don't know what the beef is between those two, but there obviously is a beef. I mean, and it maybe oh. maybe Day is still irritated about the faux national championship in 2017. Maybe. <laughs> All right, let's get down to your part of your oh, neck of the God. woods. The huge injury, Jalen Waddle yeah. goes down in in uh, in Knoxville. Knoxville. Opening kickoff. Question is, should Jalen Waddle be in that be the kick returner as an All American wide receiver? Yes. Should he be the guy in that kind of game where they think they're going to – should he be the guy returning the opening kickoff? So I have two two things with this. One, yes, I, I he is an all – he was first an All-American, All-American kick returner. He is the most electric player in college football, hands down, or was wow. up until I Saturday. Say, I wouldn't say hands down, but he's, he's right there. You got there. another guy that, that's more electric than him? He's right up there. Name, me, right name there. me a guy. <laughs> I don't know enough guys yet. Okay, you go look it up on Google and come back to me after I finish talking. Okay, go ahead. You want your best, you want your best returner at kick returner. Yeah, he's he is a kick returner. Yeah, Eddie Jackson, four years ago, Texas A and M. Maybe was it four or five years ago? Texas A and M punt return breaks his leg. Everybody. Why is Eddie Jackson returning punts? Because Eddie Jackson was the best punt returner we had. Right. You want your best return men on return team. Okay. All right. Period. I have no problem with him. He's returned kicks all year. Okay. He returned kicks all last year. I had and the year before. How does this affect how does this how does this affect Alabama's offense moving forward? I have I do have a problem with him returning the ball eight yards deep in the end zone on the opening kickoff. That's my issue. Okay. That's my issue. I and missed that. I missed the play. I didn't even see it. So I just saw him laying down. I didn't realize it was eight deep. Eight oh, deep. Oh, yeah. As, 
Oh yeah, he is way he, even even uh, da, um, Nessler goes. Nessler goes. What what's he doing? <laughs> I, don't I mean like that was the problem. I I'm going. What what are you doing? Why are we returning it? Especially these days, man, with college football giving you the 25 yard line, take right. the touchback. This this is not something where you're like, I got to have a play here. Right. This isn't Kenyon right. Drake against Clemson. Right in 2015 this is the opening kickoff of a game you are going to win handedly just take the knee and then even danielson says well now he's really put his team in like as as he's fought, uh you know limping off now he's really put his team in a hole because not only are they starting at the 15 well, that, who's, but now that, ain't, that, ain't a, that ain't a big deal about the 15 well no, but. no it's not for alabama but he he even mentioned it then Right. So, anyways, does it affect their offense? Absolutely. You can't take the most electric player off the field <laughs> and say, "Hey, their offense is not going to miss a beat." I do. I think that it's it's not going to affect con- them during the regular season. It's when they it's play not, Clemson. It's a playoff it, situation yes. so or jo- I, a Georgia rematch is where so it's going to affect said, them. I said it. I said it to my family when we we're watching the game. I said this is something that will could cost you a national title. It's a difference between a national title and an SEC title. Do, I still think they could beat Georgia again without him. Yep. I think it'll be a lot closer, uh, especially in Atlanta. But, yes, in the playoff, you're playing Ohio State. Clemson. You can score. You're playing and, – and your defense is not what it used to be. Right. And even if it was, they couldn't stay on the field that long and be what they used to be right. with your right. offense the way they are. So, yes, right. it is going to affect them. Uh, it is going to, to take <laughs> – to to not affect them to win a national title, the the lev- the the uh, the field will have to be leveled. Meaning, Clemson will have to be playing without ETN, or you know. Well, and also that's gonna it's like, gonna it's gonna put more emphasis on Najee Harris, who's playing great. Yes, that's gonna more a more of a balanced offense now with with again no Waddle. You can lean on Najee Harris. He's proven he can do it. The <clears throat> offensive line's playing pretty good. So, but, but make no mistake for anybody out there in the country or that's not in, in, in roll tie country here. Mac Jones is for real. The yep. dude can play. The yeah, dude can absolutely. play. A lot of people think it's all, oh, he's got a bunch of receivers. The guy can play. If you watch the games, if you watch him, his, his maneuvering in the pocket, his ability to read the, to read the play, the guy is playing himself into the, into the conversation of at least a third round pick. Yeah. And oh, he yeah. keeps, yeah. And he keeps playing himself up and up every absolutely. week. Absolutely. So, yeah. He, he, he is really kind of done what Joe Burrow did. You know, yep. Joe Burrow was going to be a what? A, a, Third or fourth a, a drafted free agent. Fourth, seventh fifth round, round draft. Yeah. At best. And, and I'm not saying he's playing himself, over, you know, into the number one pick, but he has yep. played himself up very well. And, and, and it all be, because he was patient. So he's for real. But yeah, it's going to affect him. But I, I you know, like you said, regular right. season, they got yep. Mississippi State, LSU, yep. Auburn. That it's not that's not the big deal. It, it's it's the big the rematch. Yeah, it's Georgia yeah. and the Clemson and the yep. Ohio State situation. All yep. right, last couple of things. College football. Obviously, those of you that don't know, Wisconsin. There's been an outbreak at Wisconsin. Uh, their their star-studded quarterback, freshman quarterback Mertz, yep. got tested positive. The coach Chris Paul, Chris tested positive. So the game with Nebraska this week's been canceled. The Big Ten rule is 21 day. Uh, quarantine for the quarterback so out for three weeks for him which that's going to be a killer for for wisconsin i don't know what yep. the, i don't know what the protocol is for the coaches do they have to sit 21 days i don't know but i know the, and i know the player situation is 21 days so 
no, no game this week against Nebraska. The game will not be made up because they have no off extra weeks in the Big Ten due to their late start. So it's just one less game for both teams, which is kind of sucks. And it's going to make it more difficult for the selection committee when you yep. get to Ohio State. Let's say Wisconsin went undefeated. Let's say Penn, you know, Penn State only had one loss. It's going to make it Michigan. Let's say Michigan were to go, you know, undefeated. It's going to make if they don't play a full slate of eight games, it's going to make it very difficult on that selection committee. Especially to get them in over a, a Clemson and Alabama, uh, a possibly a Georgia, a uh, Notre Dame, a Notre Dame. Oklahoma's not making it. Even Those a Cincinnati, pack. even a team like Cincinnati. Yeah, it's going to make it difficult. And you know what? It, it really is. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not happy about this at all. But it is kind of ironic, I guess you could say. The 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 one that's got the people out there. Let them play. Let them play. I got the Big Ten back and all this, and boom, second week already uh, a game canceled. And you got and 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 for the Big Ten, or uh, as, as a detriment to the Big Ten, somebody that was going to have some star power for them after what he yeah. looked like on Friday night. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it, and I agree, it's going to be it'll make things interesting because how do you how do you quantify? Oh well, they only had seven games, and if Merch is out for for those three weeks. That could Wisconsin could lose those two games. Right. If they lose then, two, they're done. They're done. Well, yeah. I mean, but then you, do you stay well and, and they win the rest of his games? It, it right. does. It, it throws right. in a lot. It throws in a lot of wrenches for sure. Yep. So that, that's going to be the that's going to be the the caveat with the Big Ten is how many games do they play because yep. they have no they have nowhere to move games to because of the schedule. Last yep. thing in the college, did you see the Penn State Indiana finish? <laughs> that was a what first what a finish. Yeah, it was. I, I didn't. I wasn't watching it live, but I, I went back and watched right. the highlights. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how that guy stretched the two that point ball. Play. That I mean, I, as an official, and I, you know, I'm big into the officiating and all that. Right. That may be the. That might have been the hardest. That might have been the hardest review to ever have to review. It was. And they so called it close. good on the field, right? They did. They did. And once Which, they, whatever they called, they weren't going to overturn it based on the replay. No. But I mean. He was so close to whether his elbow hit the ground first before the nose of the ball hit the pylon, and uh, crazy caveat tidbit. You didn't. You, you only hear this here. Quarterback of Indiana who who made that stretch. Tampa High, Tampa High School product. Michael Penix Jr. Tampa, <laughs> Tampa Bay Tech. So from, from your from your hometown and your alma mater. Not my alma mater. Not my high school. No, not the not the high school alma mater. Just. A high school in Tampa. No, but you went to Indiana, didn't you? That's true. You're right. My grad school days. Yes. I, I, I got. I know some. Yes. I know some yes. things here, Lily. Come yes. on. Yes. Who's your Who's your daddy, baby? Who's your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> big win for the Hoosiers. Seriously. Yeah, that was a big win. And we're and gonna go real. We're gonna go real quick really, into, into into how they got this W. And and real really though, it it's a really a it could be a crucial blow for Penn State. Oh, that's they gotta, huge, oh yeah, they're they got to play Ohio State. It, yes. it, it could be lights out right away. Yes. yes. Yeah. Let's get to the next point: clock management, score management. Yeah. For those of you that didn't see this game, Penn State is up twenty-one twenty with a minute fifty left in the game on Indiana's fifteen-yard line. Indiana's just turned the ball over on downs on fourth down. <clears throat> Indiana has one timeout left in the game. If you kneel the ball three times, four times, Indiana has no more than 15 seconds left in the game to score. Right. But no, James Franklin decides to hand the ball off, 
and not tell his running back, what, Mike? Do not Don't score <laughs> under any circumstance. <laughs> Indiana lets him run in the end zone uncontested. He runs in the end zone, doesn't realize not to score, puts him up eight. Michael Penix takes Indiana down the field, scores, two-point conversion, which leads to the two-point conversion in overtime for the win. So a colossal game management disaster by James Franklin. And he wasn't the only one. We had Todd Gurley and the Falcons in the NFL. Yep. Did, you see, did you see the shot of Arthur Blank with the hands on the waist in yep. the black suit? With the, with the mask. The the with the mask. I mean, yeah. how many ways can the Falcons figure out a way to lose a game? Same deal. I'll let you, I'll let you describe it. It was involving your Lions. So, real quick. I read a I read a quote and I I got I can't I, I wish I could credit the guy. It was in a Yahoo my Yahoo email news briefing. He made the greatest point or the greatest analogy I've heard. The Falcons blow leads like Mozart writes symphonies <laughs> with a <laughs> with a grace and art that that is unmatched. And it true it really is. I've never and of course it really trickles down to all Atlanta sports, especially the Braves too. But I I. I'm watching, so just a give little the, context. Give the, give the context. 16-14 Detroit. 16-14 <clears throat> Detroit. No timeouts. I'm watching as a Lions fan. The I'm ball's, on what the, ball's on the 10-yard line. Ball's on the 10. I'm going up against Gurley in my fantasy league against the guy who's a huge Falcons fan, and I'm texting gate, him. And gate I A. Just, I gate just a. texted him, yeah, at Gate A, and I said he's there, <laughs> by the way, he, in the in the one of the four thousand people, okay. and tell him here the Lions doing Lions things, meaning they have blown the game because the Falcons had driven down the field. Matt Ryan, it comes out today on NFL Films, tells Todd Gurley he's mic'd up if in you, the huddle. If you, in the huddle, go to Andrew Siciliano's Twitter page, and you can hear it. The little twenty second clip in the huddle. Do not score. Do not score. Get a first down. Get a first down. And Gurley says, got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Got it. Oh, God. Runs through the hole. The Lions are – the Lions really don't even know whether they want him to score or not. They're like they, – They half wrap him up at the four-yard line. They half they, wrap like, him up. <laughs> it was like once he got the first down, they were like, uh, I guess let, we let, let him let go. Him we'll let him go. So the guy lets him go, and Gurley just runs – Never before had they had to review a touchdown that the offense is going, please don't let it be a touchdown <laughs> because it really was close. The nose of the ball gets over because it's in his left hand. If it's yep. in his right hand, he's down at the one game yep. over with yep. young right. way or kick, <laughs> young, young way Koo, kicks young Koo. young Koo kicks a field goal. They score the touchdown. They go for two and get the two point conversion yep. going up by six Stafford leads the Lions down with no timeouts, a minute, 10 seconds left, gets a bomb to Galladay down to the 10. Galladay makes the catch. They review that. It was a catch. There was not going to be a 10-second runoff. One, one play left, three one seconds. One play left. They snap the ball, go for basically three he seconds. Scrambles. He scrambles and gets out of the pocket. How about and this? Hit, scrambles and, and hits hot dog. Hot dog in the end. Hot dog in the end zone. And then to make it even worse, Amendola gets an unsportsmanlike, moving the extra point to a 48-yard extra point, and Tom Collins boots it through for the win by one point. 
And I mean, it was unbelievable. Like, how do you you can't make that up, man? And, you, and your Lions are three and three, baby, in the hunt. Trade trading for defense today. Yeah. We're in, in the Emerson mix, baby. Griffin. We are in the mix. Your boy Maddie Maddie P and Bobby Quinn. You know, we've talked done. about it. We've talked about it on this show. We're like, hey, this is it. This is it for them. If they, they know it, it's pretty much winning season or or out. I mean, now if they get a winning season, nine and seven, he's just miss the playoffs. Them. They'll keep them. They'll keep them, but another losing season, it's over. Bob yep. and Matt are gone. They're three and three now. That game, honestly, might, that that game might be a catapult. Uh, it seriously. really could be. That, I mean, really they're they're a pretty competitive team. I mean, they're they're not hey, great, they're, but they're very competitive. They're a DeAndre Swift motor oil hands away from being four and two right yes. now. Yes, yes. If, if he doesn't drop that ball in week one against the Bears, against the Bears, they're four and two, and the Bears are five and three. Yep, four and yep. three. Yep, yep, yep. But crazy man, but just this clock. I just, I just, and the sad part of the girly is four or five years ago, he did yes. the right thing. He didn't score in the same situation and he fell down at like the five on a breakaway. No. He, it was a breakaway against the 49ers, I think. No, and no, he no, fell no. Down. no, no, no. Remember, this was the Packers game, wasn't it? That's right. We, it was the Green we, Bay. When, yes. ty, when, uh, what's his tie? Uh, Montgomery, Montgomery fumbled pulls, the kickoff. Yeah. A Jalen Waddle error, running it out of the kickoff with with Aaron Rodgers ready yep. to lead down with to with win two the game out yep. to win the game, and then he falls down. I re- I'll never forget it yep. because it was the fantasy owners were killing Gurley for not scoring the TD, <laughs> yeah, no, and right. he said, "I don't care about your fantasy sports. I'm trying to win a a Super Bowl here." And yeah. and that also affected the point spread in that game because yep, the Rams were like four or five point favorites or whatever it yep. was, and they end up winning the game by one or two points. And if he yep. scores, it cover the spread, and everybody in Vegas yep. is going crazy because it flips, yeah. it flips it, and the Green Bay covers. So <laughs> yeah, complete opposite of what he did in, in yeah. the Coliseum yeah. about three, four years ago. Yep, completely opposite. All right, NFL week week seven, week eight, <coughs> the marquee matchup last week: Pittsburgh, Tennessee. Good, great game. Pittsburgh yep. plays really well for two and a half quarters. Tennessee makes a late run, and my man Gaskowski does a Ric Flair at the end. The bad feet, the left foot's pointing right, right where the ball goes to the Ric Flair. Great win by Pittsburgh in Nashville. They hemmed up Derrick Henry pretty well, but both yep. those teams are quality teams. You'll see them. How about my Bucks? Very impressive performance in Vegas. They are surging. Mr. Antonio Brown was in the building today. <laughs> well, I, I, hey, I've been on the Bucks for bandwagon since we had the call when whatever back in COVID days when they got Brady and after that first week I think we talked about it and I said don't don't worry about them once they start getting acclimated and if we could get freaking Mike Evans involved please that'd be really nice for the Vipers he's playing on about a half an ankle an ankle and a half when you don't carry an injury designation I don't want to hear the complaints okay well he he, Uh, his ankle's messed up bro trust me when I tell you then then sit out so I can sit you because as long as you're in the starting lineup, you're in my starting lineup. So, but Gronkowski and Brady look like they have finally got back on the same. The, the key page. to this team, the key to this team, has been the defense. Defense a, has been what a devastating. Lights out. I mean, their their run defense. Devin what White, to, what a linebacker he's turning into. Three sacks last week. Yep. He's literally him and Miles Garrett are one two defensive player of the year this year through eight yep. ga- seven games. I mean, yeah. him and Levante David are perfect in that Todd Bowles <clears throat> blitzing defense. You know, the DBs are playing really good. 
Pierre Paul, Shaq Barrett, your boy and Dominican Sue's playing really well. Yeah. They love him. Lost Vita Vey, but they signed that are traded for the guy from New York. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they, their defense is legit. They're legit. It, I mean, with when you give Brady a defense and keep him be, upright and they've kept him upright. He is not getting him up hit. Right. He is not getting hit. If you give that then, guy time, <clears throat> he is gonna carve you alive. I don't care if it's Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, Cam Brait. Now you have A B coming in the mix. Look out. And and you got both Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette healthy. Yep. yep. And that is get that running game going. Now this team's not I I mean, I know I it's only a- week it's only week seven, but <clears throat> if this team stays healthy. I, I truly believe they'll win it all. I, I don't see a team that can beat them right now. That defense is the difference, though. Yep, they don't. The, you can't run the ball on that team. I, I, I dread. I, I'm looking ahead to my fantasy matches. Like, when do I have a running back that faces them? Because I had Jacobs this week, yep. two points. I mean, yep. It, it, yep. it's bad. They, you can't move I, on them. And I made a colossal trade in our league, baby. Trading for TB. Everybody probably thought I was crazy. Trading away Mahomes. I did but, not. I went to t- I went and got TB because I love I just knew it was coming. I did not I did not and if you read the midseason report, I I gave you credit for the Brady pick. I gave you credit for the Brady pick before the season. Yeah. And I told you when you made the trade, I thought you got out on him because you got Miles Sanders, Chris Carson, for Patrick Mahomes, and you have Brady. And I I I, I was not I was I was on your side on that one. I thought you. Yep. yep. I thought you won that trade. That's right. There you go. Cam Newton. Is he done in New England? Is he done in New England? Well, if he's done in New England, he might as well be done anyway. Because I, I actually made a, a comment to somebody on Sunday. It wouldn't have shocked me if he got cut Monday morning. I know this last Monday. As bad as he played and the way Belichick is, as ruthless as he is, I was almost surprised that I mean Cam, I don't think Cam's gonna be a backup with New England. I think when they figure out they're done with him. He'll be. They're going to cut him. I don't think they're going to keep Cam as the backup because that's just going to be. That's just going to be. He don't. Belichick doesn't want that nonsense with the media about Cam being a no. backup. I think when they figure out that that they're going to give Stidham a chance and that they're out of it, they're going to cut Cam Newton. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, the way they're playing, they're out of it. They they've are. Got, I agree. They've I got agree. nothing. They've offensively, got, skill-wise. Offensively, it is absolutely atrocious. And Edelman yeah. is. I don't know what's going on with that, but I mean. It, it, it's atrocious and, and 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 you do have to you do have to give them some slack they had a lot of guys opt out on that defense that's true. this that year is true. And, and i mean you're talking about hightower and chung and, and i mean we're talking about some but the offense players. is but the offense is horrific but the offense yeah and, and, if and, your cam, ain't help, stop, and cam ain't helping no. he ain't helping no. the cause as good as he was those first two three weeks he has been worse yep. on the bad side that much worse uh, uh since really yeah. bad it was uh it, it'll be interesting to see how the narrative keeps developing with the was it belichick or was it brady if the patriots keep going backwards and the bucks keep ascending that that narrative is going to get louder and louder it will get louder and louder but any football player can go and look look at what the weapons that freaking tom brady has he does <laughs> right now i mean he's got a defense like you said that is playing lights out. He's got two all-pro running backs right now. Ronald Jones is playing an all a Pro Bowl lever, yep. le, uh, level. Leonard Fournette is 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 a former Pro Bowler. You got freaking Mike Evans, Chris Godwin when he's healthy. You're about to, you just signed AB. You got Gronkowski. 
healthy. Cameron Brait as the backup. You've got, you've got weapons galore. Belichick is playing with nothing. You're right. Nothing. Well, but, no it's just, but he's the GM. It's his fault. Yeah, he's true. the GM in New England. It's true. Not like he couldn't go get, get players. He's the GM. I mean, like I said, on the offensive side, I agree with you. The defensive side, that wasn't his. I, I, that's not his fault. But I, I, I'll give him a slack on the defense. Yeah. There was actually some rumors that rumors today I heard that Gilmore might be on the trade block. Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> so don't I be saw surprised. That. The trade deadline in the NFL is just coming up. I think it's next Tuesday. I think. Yeah. And so there's lots of speculation that. And remember, a guy gets traded. He has to sit out five days and pass all the COVID tests. So you can't get traded Tuesday and go play and go play on Sunday. You pretty much have to get traded this weekend if you're going to go play the following week. So this will be an active weekend on the trade market. I think you'll see some yeah. guys get traded. Dallas is going to look to make some moves. They Minnesota, already did today. Yeah, Minnesota might make a move or two. You, you could see – I could see New England making a trade or two. The 49ers are looking for players. They need some help. Um, so – be on the lookout this weekend in the trade market in the NFL. All right. Will the Jets win a game? Plus 19 at Kansas City. A better I mean, delight. <laughs> Man, I, I, I got to look at their schedule. Let me look at their schedule. If, if I, 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 That's a tough question, man. Let's see. What do we got? Right, New York well, Jets. Okay. They've, go got, they've got Kansas City, right? Yeah. That's, bye-bye from Highline. Yeah. That, uh Plus 19 in an NFL game. That, wow. That's, that's got to be. That's hard to do. All right. So after Kansas City, <laughs> they have the Patriots on Monday night. I don't think so, even with the Patriots playing like that. The Chargers, not nope, against Herbert. Nope, nope. Tua and the Dolphins, I don't think so. The Raiders, no. No. Seahawks, definitely not. No. Nope. The Rams, no. The Browns, no. No. And the, and the Patriots, Maybe one. Maybe, maybe one, maybe one. You might get the Patriots or you might get the Dolphins. You might get the Patriots in week 17 when they're completely out of it. If Cam's out st- of the if Cam's yeah. out of the picture, that could be a Stidham and shoot or a Hoyer mania running the show. Um, so yeah. my, so that my question to you is, can, how can you keep this guy? You can't. I, I've been saying, I've been saying this for, you've heard me for a long, long time. I don't know. I don't know who he fooled and who he tricked. Here's why. You, here's here's why you want to keep him now, because you don't want Greg Williams to all of a sudden get them motivated and win a game or two. True. And that's when you bring then it you in. Gotta, then yeah. you don't get. Then you're not in control of the of the of the number one pick. You keep Gase to I would say guaranteed losing, but you want to keep. It's already a train wreck, so you might as well have a train wreck for eight more weeks. To where if you're you're zero and sixteen or one and fifteen. You're getting so, you're getting the number one pick. So here here's the other thing. You you got Darnold, and yes, Darnold has not looked great, but Tannehill looked ba- bad in Miami too. Look what he's become. Look at Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell in one in his first game with the Chiefs had a longer run than uh, he I had think. in 280 carries with the Jets. So yes, you. I'm not saying if you're the, got the number one pick, you don't go draft Trevor Lawrence. I'm not saying that. You, but you got a court. You'll get a number. Somebody will give you a one for Darnold. I, you'll get I, you'll I, get a you'll get a one bat from somebody. Whether it's the Colts, a team like I mean, somebody will give you a one. The, a team like the Saints with Drew Sean Payton. Once it breezes out of the picture, somebody will give the Jets a number one. Now it may not be a top five or top ten pick, 
it'll be one of those middle of the road teams that, that maybe even a team like Carolina. Something yeah. like that. Uh, you never know. Nah, I don't I think the Bridgewater's plan. Here's my thing. I think that Darnold, I first of all, I believe he came out too early. I thought he should have stayed another year. I don't think he was ready. Okay. So you have that com- com- with the combination. He he had the mono, he's had the injuries, and he's playing for Adam Gase. I think the guy, I don't think this is a Josh Rosen deal. No, I think I the guy is, I don't either. is legit. I, don't either. I think he could be a legit quarterback in the I NFL. Do. I, I don't do. know if he can win the win a Super Bowl, right. but I think he could be a pretty good starter. And he's just got to get in the right system and get out from under that guy because that guy's a killer. A team like Denver, a team like Washington, yeah. who's in quarterback kind of turmoil yeah. or kind of the no man's land with that. So somebody will give them a number one pick for Sam Darnold. I, yeah. I wouldn't, uh, you know, that I, that I don't that I don't question at all. So, all right, Pittsburgh, Baltimore this week. Your 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 quick thought. Game of the week. If Pittsburgh I, win, if Pittsburgh wins this game, they're probably going to be ten and zero going into Thanksgiving night against the Ravens again. Yeah, it, it, where is it at? It's in Baltimore, isn't it? It's in Baltimore this week. They got three easy ones. Well, the not that that really weeks. matters. That really right. doesn't matter nowadays. <laughs> I mean, doesn't right, matter where right, you play right, nowadays. Right. But uh, Baltimore coming off a bye. Baltimore's I, coming off a bye. I, I had, I, I, I really tend to believe that Baltimore writes a ship. I mean. Okay. I, I, I do. I, I think that I think that the Steelers were a little exposed in the second half and and yet last uh, last week against the Titans, and and Baltimore's got. I mean, anytime you got Lamar Jackson, you, you got a chance. He's not been throwing the ball very well this year. No, it, it, no, he has not. The, that's the part that makes me nervous about Lamar. Yeah, not very good throwing the ball. Not very well, in sync. The receivers have not been great. Andrews has not been what he was last yep. year. And, they, uh, and Pitts, Pittsburgh can stop the run. Pittsburgh I tell you what, stops that run. I tell you what, a key is. I saw that Marlon Humphrey didn't practice today. Marlon Humphrey's out. That yeah. that that's a big deal because Pittsburgh yeah. has the receivers to to really take advantage of that. So if I I think I picked Baltimore, but I I could I could change that pretty easily. Not a great college docket, so we're not going to talk about any college picks. No. NFL wise, we'll, we'll go real quick down the NFL docket here, real quick on the picks here, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. As we, you're listening to the Powers on Sports podcast, I'm your host, Jason Powers. If you want to reach out to me on Twitter, at JPO Sports. Mike, give out your Twitter feed if you want to reach out to Mike. MBanks10, M-B-A-N-K-S-1-0. Yeah, so re- let us know what you think. Forward this episode to your friends. We try to give you some good talk, some good information that you don't hear other places. Real hey, quick, go we ahead. Do have one, we do have one good game, Ohio State-Penn State. Could be, could be, could be. It's in, it's in Happy Valley with about ten thousand people. So okay, all right, <laughs> yeah. all right. That that was the one game I had written down, but it, yeah, it, big number. Ohio State minus twelve, big number. All right, Thursday mm. night, real quick. Pick a winner: Falcons, Falcons Panthers. Uh, Panthers. I'll take the Panthers. I like that's actually going to be one of my best my picks of the week. I like Carolina minus the two at home. Colts yes. Lion. Colts going to Detroit. That's a tricky game there. Colts coming off the bye, I still I still can't pick against my Lions, especially after what happened. That's a, that's that's a that's a that, that game. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the Lions too. I think the I think Rivers is gonna make a mistake there. Give me the Lions. Minnesota yep. goes to Green Bay. Green Bay. I agree. Patriots go to Buffalo. How is Buffalo only minus three and a half here? That sounds fishy to me. 
Yeah, and the Patriots rules are no longer in effect, but no, I still will, no. I will I will still take uh I think that I think that the Bills get back back on track yes. after after a little bit of a letdown against the Jets offensively. Uh yes, I think my, the, I think they they get back on track. Did I did did, did I did I did I uh, secure JCL of the week with Mr. Tyler Bass this week? That was mentioned along uh, in, in there, yes. Lance Bass, as I said. Oh, he's Lance. Okay, we're going Lance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to to replace to re, the one week replacement of Tucker with nineteen. What about his boyfriend? What about Lance Bass's boyfriend? <laughs> Chris Wilding was watching on the uh... Stern, Stern chatter, watching him do uh, unnatural <laughs> things to himself with Ralph. What is that video? No, it's not video. It was okay. uh, Chris Wilding turned into one of these former guys, like oh, in sync or something, and the guy's literally like pleasuring himself on camera. <laughs> and for they were Stern, talking for the whole crew. No, they were. This was something that Chris Wilding was watching, like on pay per view, on a pay per view thing, and then sent the link to Ralph to watch. And they were they were discussing a couple weeks ago. I got you. So, okay, yeah. all right. Stern chatter there, folks. Some Howard yes. Stern talk. All right, Titans, Bengals in uh, Cincinnati. Titans. Yeah, I'll take Titans. the Titans to rebound. Oakland goes to Cleveland. That's a pretty good game, actually. Yeah, I actually have the the Browns in this one. I I know that all this talk about Mayfield without Beckham, but I I I, I like the Browns in this one. I don't know I'm the the Raiders. I'm going to are... take the Raiders in an upset here. I got a funny feeling. Josh Jacobs, Henry Ruggs, the Alabama boys. I will take players. I will take Josh Jacobs all day. Go ahead. Obviously, KC and uh, the Jets. We got KC there. No need to. That's your survivor pick if you're in a survivor pool. Yes. Tricky game here. The debut of Tua. The Rams go to Miami. I I like the Rams. I think the defense throw uh, that that defense looked really good. I know the Bears' offense isn't great, but that defense looked really good. They can do a lot of different things that could confuse Tua's first start. People have to realize this man has not played a football game of any kind since Mississippi State when he got hurt last November. No preseason games, no scrimmages, strictly practice. It is a lot different from going from nothing to the NFL. Aaron Donald. (laughs) Yes, Pewter made a subtle little move today. Ronald Jones for Miles Gaskins. Saw that. in, In Birmingham. I think that could be a little upgrade for Pewter, hopefully. So we'll see. I saw that. I Pittsburgh, believe it is. Yes, yes, I like the Rams as well. Pittsburgh goes to Baltimore. You said you like the Ravens. I'm going to take Pittsburgh in the points, not necessarily to win the game, but I'm going to take the four points. They always notoriously play tight games, so give yeah. me Pittsburgh in the four. Yeah. Chargers go to Denver. San, San Diego Superchargers. This could be. This is tricky. I got a funny feeling. Chargers, but very close. New Orleans goes to Chicago, minus four and a half. New Orleans coming off of uh, uh, no, they played last week. I can see played. the Bears. I can see the Bears. I can see on the Bears. grass on grass on grass. And if Michael Thomas doesn't play, yes. I, I would take the Bears. If Thomas plays, I'll take the Saints. Yep, something fishy's going on in New Orleans with Mike Thomas. I don't. It's, That's I some, mean, dude has played one game. One game. Yeah. The, the one of the big games of the week. The 49ers go to Seattle. Late game, probably Buck About, and Aikman. Bounce back Seattle after the way they lost that game. I th- I, I I like the four, I like the way the 49ers are playing the last couple of weeks. That that defense for the Seahawks is not good. You're gonna see a lot of no, running. 
lot, no, it's not, but... lot of ticky ticky talk out of my man Shanahan. Well, when 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 if it Jermichael Hasty becomes a a star, then okay. But uh, I don't think that that offense can keep up with the with the Seahawks. I don't. All right. I don't see it. And then my beloved Bucks Monday night in the Meadowlands, baby. Met like you forgot one. You forgot one. What's that? Eagles and Cowboys. Oh, it's not even on my sheet here. It must there must not even be a line yet because my man Ben <laughs> Ben Denucci under center. <laughs> Sunday Philly minus Philly minus eight. A Christian and I'll Al- take them. A Christian House special Sunday night with Tafoya. I have a feeling that this will be a Tariko game. You know, they've been giving Tariko a few games. That's true. I have this a could feeling Tariko. I have a feeling this will be a Tariko game. This could. Be. I will that's take a, that's Philly. A good point. I will take Philly minus the eight with Ben DiNucci <laughs> yeah. at quarterback. I'll take Philly as well. And then my Bucks go to New York Monday night. Tommy Brady's going to be at Studio Fifty Four Sunday night. <laughs> plus, <laughs> circa plus nineteen, 10 and a half. circa nineteen seventy-five. Minus the 11. Minus the 11. Minus the 11. I'll take the bucks with the spread. Yes, yes, yes. Winner, winner, chicken dinner with my Buccaneers, baby. All right, folks. We appreciate you listening. Long episode. Mike, great job. Great insight. When's the next decent game for Alabama? When do they play? Two two weeks from Saturday against LSU. I thought they played Florida. Did they not play Florida in the regular season? Just Georgia, Missouri, okay. Kentucky, Somebody Georgia, Missouri, them. Kentucky, and Tennessee were the four East games. I got you. I got you. They get LSU in two weeks. Two weeks after that, they get Auburn. That's about still it. Still Thanksgiving weekend. Auburn still Thanksgiving. Still weekend. Thanksgiving, but then they get Arkansas after the after. Auburn game. So heading into yeah, the SEC title. Yep. Two rivalry games that that they should win pretty easily, I would imagine. But they're still rivalry games, and uh, then it could be a, a rematch with Georgia, or or you could see Florida down there. You never know. You got it. Florida finally back at practice. Lots of more co- more COVID still running wild in Gainesville. Hey, let's boy Dan pack Mullen. the stands. Yeah, pack the stands. Ninety five thousand at Ben Hill. Let's get it. Let's get it rocking, baby, at the swamp Saturday afternoon for Missouri. Good Appreciate dude. your time, Mike. Have a great weekend. And we will you catch too. up. Thanks, Jay. Yep, we'll catch up and we'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Powers on Sports Podcast.